Welcome to the Journey Youth Podcast. Here's the place where you can catch up on past and future messages. Be sure to subscribe so you get updates when new messages go live. I hope you enjoy it. All right, who's been looking forward to this for the last two weeks? Ever since we announced it, we're talking about sex. And y'all are excited. I can feel it. I can feel it. And relationships. Just falling apart up here. Here, you take it. Well, there we go. There we go. You hear me now? Dude, it's going to be good. So good. So good. Okay, before we get started, everybody put on the phone. I know you all have one, whether it's a flip phone, smartphone, iPhone, or one of those Androids. It's okay. If you haven't heard it yet. What's an Android? I think it's some ancient thing from like early 2000. I can't, I don't know. Hey, I found it wrong way. Okay, look at the screen. If you look up there, this is what you need to do. Is you need to text blur lines, all one word, to this number. Five, 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 eight, eight, eight. Got it? I love that. Just do it, do it right now. I see some people without, with their phones not out, and I know you have a phone. Okay. So we have this sweet opportunity, we have never done this before, but two weeks, not next week, next week we're going to get more into relationships, but the week after that we are going to have a panel of adults that are going to answer any question you have about sex, sexuality, dating, relationships. So what you can do is when you text this number, Blur lines to this number, you're gonna get a confirmation text that says, hey, thanks for texting, you're And then you can text back any question you have. Okay? And I know you guys all have questions. If you don't have questions, it's because you're not asking. So ask anything, there's no limits. Okay, there's nothing, you can go crazy. Just ask anything about sex, sexuality, dating, relationships, how old should I be when I start dating? What should I look for? Uh, how far is too far? Anything. Ask it, text it, it'll be anonymous. And then in two weeks, we are going to answer any of those questions with this panel that we have. And if you don't text us anything, we're going to have nothing to talk about. So and just throwing this out there because this happened to me on my phone. Maybe you got a text back that said service access denied. No! Did, did anybody get that text message? Or is it just me? All right, we're in, we're in good hands. We're in good hands. If you get that text message and you're too embarrassed to raise your hand, use your parents' phone. Or if you don't have a phone, props to you. Stay that way. Yeah, we will have... Uh, we don't have these. Next week, we will have cards on the bar in the back. And you can take a card. When nobody's looking, you can go to the bathroom and fill it out because you don't want anybody to know that you have a question and then you can come back and drop it back in. No, I'm just kidding. But we will have uh, cards, physical cards, like if you don't have a phone or your phone is not working with this service, we got you covered. So we're going to get started with this awesome series, Blurred Minds. And this is what I want to start with, is the heart behind God. And this is what I feel like overall 
You can put up that first slide, John 317. We should just all read it together. Okay? God came down to judge you. Okay? He's not about judgment. He's not about that. Like, he came to save you. So the heart behind this whole message, you guys, is that God is crazy about you and that he loves you dearly. And to the world, sex is not a big deal. Dating is not a big deal. To God, it is a huge deal. And as a father, you guys, he looks at each and every one of you, each daughter, each son. He looks at you and he's like, I have the best of you. I have, I have come to save you, not to judge you. I have come to save you and rescue you and give you the best fulfilling, satisfying, joyful life. I gave it all on the cross. I am all you need. He loves you. And as a father, as Michael, Michael and I, we have a little girl, Jimmy. And if she, I've said this example before, if she would have put her hand on the stove, out of love, as parents would be like, Genevieve, honey, don't do that. You're going to get hurt, right? If any child does that, immediately we're like, don't do that. You're going to get hurt. We love you. We don't want you to be hurt. That is God's heart behind this series, blurred line, that when it comes to sex and dating and relationships, this is so far from rules. It's so far from do's and don'ts. It's so far from religion. Okay, so something that we present, we're going to present the lies that we all know. Then we're going to present the truth that God says. But know in your heart that God's like, don't even say that I'm taking your fun away. Don't say that I'm taking rules. More rules, more do's and don'ts. It's so far from He loves you. He doesn't like to see his children be hurt. And step on these girls in here. You are not meant to be objects. You are not meant to fulfill some guys' needs. Men in here, you are so much stronger than just being your bedroom and looking at porn or looking at girls like there's something wrong. You are so much stronger than that. So know that this is the heartbreak behind the message, right? God's not here to judge. God's not here to judge you. He's here to save you. He said that he's in um, from all of So sex is a big thing. To the world, it's not, but to God it is. So for tonight and for the next couple of weeks, we're going to ask for your maturity, because you guys are all old enough to be mature in this area, because the world is talking about it, and it's everywhere, so we can talk about it right? And then two, we need your arms, because... You can't fix the problem and don't go in. So we need your honesty tonight. And Michael and I, we're not experts, but we have we have God's word and we've gone through it and we've screwed up and God has redeemed us. And we're gonna share more of our stories a little bit later next week. But how many of you here have ever done something really stupid because you believed a lot? Yes. yes. I and see I, that. I, I see that hand. To you that all of you have done something really stupid because you believe the lie. Because.
has a purposeful slide of this jolly old man named oh. Santa Claus. Yeah, you guys all over there, whether you're five minutes tonight, we're going to bring it to you. But what? What? I see that hand. So fast. I did and she didn't show up and I was like what? Yeah, there's so many of them. Um, and I want to just back up. The lies started in the Garden of Eden. If you're not super familiar with it, I'm just going to give you the spark notes. God created the world. Adam and Eve were created. They were walking with God. They were face-to-face with him. They were friends with him, just like you're sitting right here and I'm sitting right here, right? But then the devil came and he lied to Adam and Eve and he was like, hey, there's this one thing that God's holding out on you and he's, he's lying to you. He just doesn't want you to have all this good stuff. So all you have to do is eat from this tree, which I know God told you not to, but trust me, it's okay. And they ate from it and they were separated from God because God said, don't eat from that tree because um, I told you not to, so don't do it. And it's, it's not good for you. And they bought into the lie that Satan brought. And so ever since that has, ever since that day, since that happened, Satan has been lying to us about everything in our life. But specifically tonight, he's been lying to us about sex and relationships. Uh, maybe, and, and all of us have or are believing these lies currently. Uh, maybe it's that we believe a relationship will make us happy. Uh, maybe it's that if you're a virgin, still, you're weird and there's something wrong with you. Uh, this one is one that the culture pushes a lot, that sex inside of marriage is super lame and boring and super vanilla. <laughs> Basic. 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 Uh, maybe it's that um, you got to test drive the car before you buy it. 
You got to find out if you're sexually compatible. Uh, for the guys, we've been told that uh, women are something good to look at, that they're an object, and that they should make us happy. For ladies, uh, maybe you've believed that a man will make you feel loved and complete and totally satisfied in life. Um, and this is probably one that you're hearing at school a lot or from the culture that now is the most confusing time in your life. As a teenager, your body's changing, and now is the time to experiment, find out what you like, and uh, yeah, it's good. Right now is the time to do that. A lot of people forget that we're having this opportunity. God created sex to be used to glorify Him, but that is a lot. We've completely twisted it, and we have used sex to please ourselves now. And before sin entered the world, like my mom saying, Adam and Eve were perfectly fine. They were with God. They were communing with God. They were looking for anything else with Jesus. Okay, Adam wasn't walking around the garden with this itch that Jesus needed to like have sex and needed to have a relationship. So God created Eve. No, that's not what we found. Ladies, God didn't create you to fill a man's need. And then we're completely fine before sin just needed God. So that is the lie. That's where the lie came in. That's where Satan came in and twisted this. Was that sex is used to glorify. It, 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 it's used to glorify himself. It's not pleasing our own need. So like I said before, you guys, if we don't get our information from God's word, from Jesus Christ himself, from godly people, um, the world will feed it to your teachers, Google, Snapchat, Instagram. It will feed you. Yeah, and if we stop and think about it, like really evaluate this question. Yeah. Out of everything that you know about sex and relationships, how much of it came from the Bible and how much of it came from Robin Thicke, Cardi B, Kim Kardashian, uh, family guy, friends, gossip girl, masters of sex? Like, what would the ratio be there? Yeah. Where are you getting your information? How much time are you spending getting your information from all of those influences in life? Or getting it from yourself? Sex is a big deal in the world. It's important to God. So what, what we're going to do is introduce the truths about what God thinks of sex in his perspective. Yeah, so we've just got three truths tonight. I would encourage you to write them down if you have a notebook or pull out your phone. Write down these three truths about sex and relationships. The first one is that sex is a gift from God that he gives us within marriage. Okay, sex was never meant to be had outside of marriage, which is totally not what the culture says. It's very unpopular for me to say that, very counterculture for me to say that, and I would come under a lot of uh, flack for saying that. But because it was never a need that God placed in us, Adam wasn't, God didn't create Adam with this need that God couldn't fill. In the garden, Adam was completely satisfied in God, he was completely full. He was completely um, 
He didn't need anything. He didn't lack anything in his life. So God didn't create Adam with a need. He gave sex as a gift, as like an extra bonus. So sex is a gift that God gives within marriage. Uh, the second truth is that sexual immorality, which is basically defined as uh, sex outside of marriage, uh, lust of the eyes, this burning desire to have sex, masturbation, pornography, um, perversion, sexual jokes, uh, dressing a certain way to get attention, uh, basically anything that has to do with uh, twisting what sex originally meant to be. That's the definition of sexual immorality. That's not the truth. Sexual immorality leads to brokenness and separation from God, bondage, slavery, depression, anxiety, emptiness, sadness, and overall just pollutes your life. So you can, write, you can just write down, sexual immorality leads to brokenness and separation from God. Truth number three is that God's will for your life is purity. Say purity. Yes. It's not an awkward word. Say it. Purity. Come on, all together. It's freedom. It's life. It's goodness. We're going to camp out there for a while. God's will for your life is purity. We talk a lot here at Journey Youth and in the Christian world about what is God's will for your life, right? What is God's will for my life? What is God's will for your life? 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 5 says that God's will is for you to be set apart for him in holiness and that you keep yourselves unpolluted from sexual defilement. Yes, each of you must guard your sexual purity with holiness and dignity, not yielding to lustful passions like those who don't know God. So that's, that's, that's a thought, like a huge reason as to why you don't feel good five minutes after you look at porn or have sex or send that text or dress that certain way and, and it's when you go home and feel guilty for being all over that guy. It's because this is God's will for your life. All of you in here tonight, mine and my voice, purity is that we would keep ourselves unpolluted. So when we walk in the dabble in sexual immorality, lust, pornography, menstruation, dressing to get attention, sending the text, we go from what we were created to be to adding in pollution into our home. And that's why you feel so icky. That's why you feel nasty. That's why you sit at home in your bedroom and you feel guilt and you feel shame. And God is meant for you to be pure and have freedom from all of that. Because when you step out of God's will for your life, it's weird. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. Why? Because we're never meant to walk that way. It's like a dog being in a fishbowl and a fish being on a leash. That's, that's not what they're made for. You were made pure and holy. So that's the reason, is because this is God's will for you. And when we entertain this thought of sexual immorality, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right because we weren't willing to live with us. And, and that feeling um, 
is the conviction of the Holy Spirit. If you're a believer in here tonight, if you've received Jesus in your heart and you've said, Jesus, I want to live my life for you, you have received the Holy Spirit into your life. And Jesus said when he left, he said, I'm sending the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will convict the world of its sin. So when we walk in sexual immorality, which is sin, as believers with the Holy Spirit in us, the Holy Spirit begins to convict us, hey, you're walking in sin. You're walking outside of God's will. Um, so that's where that feeling comes from. It's the Holy Spirit within us. Uh, so the definition of purity, and I just love this, the definition of purity is freedom from adulteration or contamination, and it's the freedom from immorality. So I love that it doesn't say purity is based on if you've not done stuff before or you haven't had sex before. I love that the definition is freedom from. Um, you have freedom from lust and porn and sex outside of marriage and all of this stuff that traps us. We have freedom from that because all of those things are chains. Outside of marriage, the way that God designed it to be, those things are slavery, they're bondage, they're, they're prison. And, and, okay, I can say this, this is not in our notes, I can say that pornography is a prison because I was a guy who was in that prison. And I know that there are so many other of you in here who are in that prison of pornography. So purity is not the fact that I've never looked at pornography. Purity is that God has given me freedom from that prison. Um, freedom is the opposite of chains and prisons, right? Yeah. Freedom from being an object, freedom from self-gratification, all of which pollute you. And God's like, I have freedom for you. And that's the answer to this sermon series. All this, this blurred lines, how far is too far? Where do you draw the line? Um, why are the lines so blurry? This is it, you guys. God drew the line. This is where it's at. It's purity. How far is too far? Well, it's purity. And oftentimes we think, like Michael was saying, oftentimes we think we put purity as just don't have sex before you're married. That's it. Period. The line. Sex before marriage. Don't cross it. But God's heart is so much more. It says purity is much more than just not having sex before marriage. It's not only avoiding certain behaviors, though it includes that, but listen to this. Write this down if you want to know this. Purity, it's a laser-like devotion to follow Intense, laser-like devotion to follow Christ and his ways. Purity focuses on seeking God first. So how far is too far? Where do you draw the line? God is saying, it's so much more than just don't have sex before you're married. It's laser-like devotion to So you have to ask yourself that question. Am I being pure in this moment? That's how you know. How far is too far? Where's the line? 
Where's the blurred line? You have to be honest. It's all heart reaching, guys. That's what we're saying. Is it's not this don't have sex before marriage. It's a heart issue. So therefore, in every moment, you have to be lucky. You have to ask yourself, Am I being pure? So this weekend, when you're getting ready for Sadie's, am I being pure in how I'm presenting myself? What am I wearing, and why? And guys, like what you're hoping for to happen at Sadie's too? Yeah. Dance a little extra close. You get a little grindy. It's the, it's the heart. It's the heart behind everything. <laughs> For real. Yeah. yeah. Asking yourself, am I being here in this moment? Yeah. Um, maybe when uh, you jump on that guy's back for a sweet piggyback ride, am I being here in this moment? Is God here? Am I seeking God in this moment? Maybe when I'm sitting a little too close on the couch and it's 11 o'clock and I'm just watching TV. Ask God, am I being pure in this moment? When I'm in a, my bedroom, alone, by myself, am I being pure in this moment? And is my heart seeking laser-like devotion to God? Am I seeking Him first? In everything, your actions, when you're asking yourself, is this, where's, is this okay? Am I being pure in this moment? Is God here? Is God present? Period. Yeah, so the lines are pretty blurry in culture as to what is okay, uh, depending on where you're from. You know, the line might be a little bit more blurry if you're from Minneapolis than you are if you're from Delano, or if you live in a different state or in a different part of the country, or your uh, your family background, whatever. The, the lines are pretty blurry. Everyone has different standards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jesus, believe it or not, drew the line in the sand as clear as day. Uh, we don't often think about Jesus talking about sex, so this is kind of funny. Uh, Matthew 5, Jesus is talking about sex. And he says that you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So right there, Jesus is like, yo, you guys are wondering where the line is. You're wondering where does sexual purity begin and where does it end? Where is it okay and where is it not okay? He's like, let me lay this down for you. You have been told that as long as you don't do anything, as long as you don't have sex with someone, as long as you don't cross that line, you're good. But I tell you, if you think about doing that, you cross the line. If you see that girl and you're like, she fine, I'd like to get with her. Or you see that dude and you're like, mm, I'd like to have him. <laughs> you're laughing because you've done that. <laughs> it's all hard. God cares about the heart. That's what we're saying. Yes. So Jesus says, I don't, I care about what is in your mind and what's in your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then here's how serious Jesus is about this. Oh my gosh. He goes on to say, listen up. If your eye causes you to stumble, you better gouge that thing out and throw it in the garbage. 
And if your hand causes you to sin, put that baby on the cutting board, chop it off, and throw it in the trash. Because it's better for one part of your body, for it's better for you to lose one part of your body than to lose your whole body going to hell. Raise your hand if you think that sounds a little bit harsh. That's a little bit harsh. Your eyeball is causing you to stumble and sin. Poke it out. Poke it out. But that's how serious God is about your sexual purity. He's like, don't mess around with it because it will ruin your life. God doesn't want you to lose an eyeball. God doesn't want you to be a a one-handed person. But he's like, if that's what it takes for you to walk in purity, do it. Okay, don't, 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 don't go home and do that. Please, please don't. But yeah, pastor said, don't pull that one on me. Here's, Jesus is using an example. And I would like to show you, I would like to show you a modern example of what that would be. And like a, like if Jesus were in this room and he's like, you're like, Jesus, I'm struggling with looking at pornography and I look at it on my phone and uh, I'm just feeling really bad about that. And I know you said to gouge your eye out, but I just don't really want to be one-eyed. He'd be like, all right, I got you, dude. I got you. That is pretty extreme. But I was just making a point. But here's what I would maybe recommend. This is how serious God is about your period. And the fact that you need to destroy it, you need to destroy it because it's not worth it. Purity is worth more than an iPhone. Your purity is worth more than your iPhone. That's right. That's so good. That's how serious God is about your purity. I should have put some God on it, but that's how serious I am about your purity. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Your purity is worth more than your iPhone because when you dabble in that, death, depression, anxiety, brokenness, emptiness, it's not worth it. Get rid of your phone. (laughs) Guys, if you struggle with swiping to the right on Snapchat and seeing all those photos, get rid of Snapchat. Girls, if you're tempted to post a picture in a way to get attention and all the likes because you need to fulfill this desire or need or you want that man or boy to see your photo, get rid of it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And that's the seriousness to God. And it goes on to even this, this verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 7, this This verse I just came across the last two weeks. And this is a verse that I wish I would have known at your age. And again, I want to remind you, it's so far from rules. (laughs) It's all about your heart. This, This verse is so far from rules. It's about freedom. But if I would have known this at your age, this is what it says. It is good for a man not to touch a woman. But because, because of immoralities, each man is to have his own wife and each woman is to have her own husband. So the word touch there, it is not good for a man to touch a woman or vice versa, a woman to touch a man. That word touch is translated as having a burning desire for somebody that you are not married to. 
And he is saying, yeah, it's not good to do that. Why? And I wish I would have known this at your age because I would have avoided so much hurt and pain and sin and pollution in my life because I went there. I went there. I didn't cross that line, but, but I went there. And why is it bad? It's not good. Here's some advice. It's not good to touch a man or for a woman to touch a girl because why? Because it probably will lead. He's saying it's probably going to lead to sexual immorality. It's going to lead to lusting after someone who's not your husband yet, not your wife yet, or not ever going to be. See, when I was your age and I was dating, I totally thought I would marry the guy that I was dating in, in my freshman year of high school. So I thought, I know, crazy, right? Chances are that you won't. But in this sense, I, for me, and what I can say is that this is my story and this is, this, this is my testimony, but for me, it can, it can start as so little as just like holding hands. For Michael and I, there was one night we were watching a movie and we were just cuddling so close and our feet touched and that's when the sparks flew. Sounds dumb. It really sounds dumb. I know, I know. And if you haven't started dating yet, you will figure this out someday in life. And if you have, you know what I'm talking about. It sounds dumb. But the moment our feet touched and we were so close, it was like, oh, there's a spark. So he's saying, hey, just, just caution I don't know, take that up with Jesus. I wish I would have known this, but don't touch a man. Don't touch a woman because it's probably going to lead to holding hands. And then what does holding hands lead to? Oh, we just love each other so much. So that first kiss, no big deal, right? Everyone's like, have you kissed someone yet? That first kiss doesn't matter. Probably don't do that because then what? It's going to lead to, well, then I'm just going to make out a little bit. We're just sitting in the backseat of the car. It's okay, just a few makeout sessions. It's not, as long as you don't hit, it's okay. Oh, and then you want to lay down. Like, I just want to present this verse to you, and you guys, Holy Spirit, can speak to you about it, and you can talk to the Lord about it. But it's, it's not, this verse isn't rules. It's just, the chances are, you're touching a man, you're touching a girl, and it will probably lead to sexual immorality. So purity, it's about your heart motive here. Yeah, and, right? and Paul in this verse, he's not saying, uh, thou shalt not touch a man. Touch a man, thou shalt not touch a woman. As in, like, the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not murder. That's like, straight up, don't do it. You know? He's like, don't do it. This is not Paul saying, thou shalt not touch a woman. This is Paul saying it's probably not a good idea for you to touch a woman because that's going to lead you to a place where thou shalt not commit adultery. You know? Right. So, so this is not, and, and, and tonight this is not us saying you should not hold hands. You should, that's not us saying that. That is us saying you should burn the desire of someone who's not your husband or wife. Yeah, in a way that's. that's going to lead to a right. thou shalt not which is, right. it's not seeing the whole hands, but is it something that might need to lead to sin? And Paul's just going, look, look, if Jesus is that serious about sexual immorality, <laughs> look, it's probably not a good idea. So just, you know, 
Use some caution. Yeah, and again, take that to God. But if I would have known that in high school, probably would have, yeah. For me, it was holding hands, and it. I wanted more, and I wanted more, and I was not married yet. And I desired and I burned to be with this guy, even when Michael and I were dating. It causes you to act like you're married when you're not and to do things as if you're married when you're not. And how do you know? How do you know? Well, how about if your thought life is exposed? Um, if your thought life was exposed, um, what would you not want your mom to see or to read? Okay? like. Or your youth pastors. If your if your mom grabbed your phone, or your grandpa, or your sweet or your sweet grandma, she loves you. She, and she grabbed your phone, or she got she could read your mind. What would you not want them to see? Like, how do you know is where's too far? Again, purity the line is, is purity. Yep. For me, it was holding hands. It's not necessarily sex before marriage. It was because that led me to places. I it, it led me to lust. Um, so, why? Why? <laughs> Sexual sin has the power to ruin and stop the work God wants to do in your life. That's how powerful it is. Yeah. He wrote that song, which is basically. The singer trying to convince this girl to leave her super lame boyfriend and give in to all the sexual desires that he knows she wants to. I know you want to. All of his songs are about sex and sexual immorality, and less than a year after this song was released, he and his wife were divorced. I'm not saying it's because of that song, but I'm saying that Robin Thicke is walking and living a life of sexual immorality. And the, the trophy of sexual immorality is brokenness and, and heartbreak. Heartbreak. It's like a wildfire, you guys. It's like a disease that starts small and it spreads to every part of your body. Satan wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to steal everything from you. And sexual immorality is one of the many ways that he loves to do that. He loves to do that. Uh, how many of you would say you're a safe worker? None of you would say you're a safe worker, hopefully. Worship to Satan at its very best is the worship of self. This is a quote from Francis King. Satan doesn't need you to worship him. He just needs you to worship yourself and follow your fleshly passions and desires. So we are just going to allow time for God to speak because I know that that was a, probably a lot, but know that the heart of God is to set you free. God's will for your life is purity. It's, so, it's, it's, it's purity and freedom and joy. Um, and this is where I, I asked earlier for your maturity and your honesty. And we need your honesty because you cannot fix a problem you won't admit. Okay? God says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse us. Dude, if we confess our sins, if we're honest, if we bring into the light 
what we're, what we're struggling with. He is faithful and righteous to forgive us and cleanse us, you guys, because this is how you were made. We're going to just spend some time hearing God's voice on, on, the, on what he thinks about sex and where you guys are at. But this is who you are. Okay, if you are in here and you believe in Jesus Christ and you have a relationship with him, this is your identity, not this. Okay, young men, young women in here, sixth graders, 12th graders, everybody in between, you are made pure. This is who you are. This is what Jesus did on the cross. But this is the thing about how much God loves you is that he gave you free will. So you are in charge of this. This is representing allowing impurity in your life. This is who you are, but you get to decide if you're putting this into your life. But God wants to set you free tonight, you guys. And you're not alone. I walked in it. Michael walked in it, and we're going to share more of our story and relationships next week. But this is who you are meant to be. And I think uh, even more than anything, you're not struggling with this tonight. Uh, tonight is a perfect night to make a wide decision and say, I'm going to choose to pursue purity in my whole life. Um, because that is what God is calling us to pursue. So, like, don't feel like you have to be broken tonight. You've got to speak you. Uh, he will speak to you in your brokenness, and he wants to speak to you in your brokenness, but he also wants to speak to you in the good place that you're in. Um, so, so we're going to take two minutes. I want you to just I mean, close your eyes. Uh, ask God what he wants you to take away from tonight, and then we're going to close in two minutes, okay?